0: Here we go! John Kelly, Sherry Ellicker show, starring Sherry Ellicker and. Oh. I also forgot to yeah. check. There's someone left over from yesterday we didn't get no, to. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you okay. cannot still sticking around. Darn it all. This is such a dumb little thing we've started doing now. We're so bad at it. I can yeah. not remember one person's <laughs> name. And there's. Sh- all right, hold on, Sherry. Oh, pushy, so pushy. So pushy it's a john curley sherry eleker show starring sherry Ellicker and
1: how about bonnie franklin no
0: sure you can't just jump somebody in there <laughs> yes.
1: well, I, molly yeah, ringwald somebody has to
0: jack Palance, right. it! Oh, okay. And of all the stuff that we do You know, we do it for a little while and we forget about it. And this has all been motivated by Chris, who writes in every morning. And it's like, why do I feel some sense of loyalty to mention dead people that he tells me to say on the air? Some of them aren't dead.
1: Bonnie Franklin isn't dead.
0: Okay, we're we're moving on. (laughs)
1: God.
0: Bonnie Franklin. God, I love that show. Not because of her, but because of... uh, uh, what was the other gal's name in that video? Uh, young...
1: Valerie Bertinelli. Oh.
0: Yeah. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> There's nothing to say thinking about is as bad as doing it, Sherry, so keep that in mind.
1: I, yeah. I, so I don't, don't think, think about, about don't think I, of,
0: don't, I don't, don't think about it too long. I Fine.
1: am not thinking about Valerie Bertinelli, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially <laughs> nowadays.
0: <laughs> You're thinking about... Um, the, 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 the Schneider sen- Schneider oh <laughs> Schneider it was a big line all right uh, let's see they want to make sure that uh, keep the keep the I don't know who they really want to keep safe but it's they, still moving looks like this thing's gonna happen so this representative Street from the Repres- he's from the thirty seventh district that's over there in Columbia City and um, they've been pushing hard on stopping the police from pulling people over because they've got a broken taillight or a broken headlight. Uh,
2: um, i expect that you'll hear testimony today that says that if we pass this bill it will be more confusing for law enforcement officers to do their jobs or that any violation of our traffic code is a threat to public safety um, to the contrary this bill is backed up by data that shows that enforcement uh, or traffic low-level traffic stops are not an effective way to fight crime um Other states and cities have passed similar laws because they realize that their law enforcement officer's valuable time is better spent going after issues that directly impact public safety, like violent crimes or sexual assaults, or road safety, like impaired driving.
0: Mm -hmm. So the, the broken taillight or the headlight or something going wrong with the car is not designed to fight crime. It's designed to follow the law and the law is written by those folks in Olympia. And one of the laws is if a taillight is broken, the police officer can stop the person. They can ticket the person as a violation. You're driving a car that doesn't have um, the proper equipment on board so that the person behind you can see it, or they can know the distance of the car or if maybe your brake lights are out. Uh, So it's not about fighting crime. It's about you driving a vehicle that's safe for you and for other people. That's what that stop is designed to do. What happens is they stop you because you've got a broken taillight. And then what do you know? You got a bunch of other crap that you didn't have. You're driving a suspended license. You've got yourself no insurance. Well, now things start to add up quickly. But they stop you with a broken taillight. And sometimes they hit the jackpot, and you got a whole bunch of stuff that you don't want anybody to know about. And sometimes it's just a broken taillight. If you don't want cops to stop people with broken taillights, then take it off the books. And take the headlights off the books. And take all that off the books. Take the tabs off the books. Take all that off the books, and you won't have to worry about one bit of it. He said that he did. A, he said he did a ride along. As
2: part of these conversations with law enforcement, I went on a ride along with Washington State Patrol, and I want to commend the trooper because he went out of his way in each instance to make sure that every stop ended in the best possible outcome for the person stopped. However, as we were responding to low-level traffic stops, we watched the DUI go the other way, and we weren't able to respond to a hit and run. That very night, we stopped two other DUIs and another hit and run that are above and beyond those two that we weren't able to respond to. So our law enforcement officers have a lot to deal with, um, and their time is best spent on these safety critical issues.
0: Mm -hmm. Talk to a cop, buddy. Sherry, he said, "You know, here's what happens: you're stopping somebody for a tail light or whatever else it is. If you get a call." where you have to respond to something that is an emergency that has life and death involved, you just simply say to the driver, your lucky day, goodbye. The cop runs back, gets in the car, throws the lights on, pshh, takes off. Of course,
1: of course. So this, Here's I, my question. Yes. I, so I I get the notion that, especially in Seattle, there are too few police officers to enforce crime mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time on these lower level things i can see where they're trying to prioritize i do not think it's 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 should be to protect people from themselves if they are breaking the law or refuse to uh comply with uh, you know with something that's broken on their car and yeah. whatever my question is this if the cops are not going to enforce this how do these things get enforced and why wouldn't you just drive around with Expired tabs and broken tail lights and brake lights that don't work. Who is going to then? These are safety issues too, albeit they are less of a concern than drunk driving or something violent or someone being hit by a car. Uh-huh. But where will that enforcement come in?
0: Well, they're not going to enforce it.
1: So wh- where's the incentive to to do anything legal? Why, if if you can pay for the tabs or not pay for the tabs, uh-huh. who's going to pay for them?
0: Right. Do people do what you inspect or what you expect? I I know that they won't stop me because I don't have tabs. I won't pay the the $1,000, whatever it is, or more than that, because I know they're not going to stop me for it, so I'm not going to pay it, right? People don't pay things. If the stuff is free, basically you're saying, you can drive around and that's a freebie. We'll let you go on that one. They're not going to do it. So you're not going to have tabs. So what you'll do is you'll start to lose money. The state will lose money. The state's not going to make money off the guy with the broken taillight. The state won't make money off the tabs. People aren't going to pay for the tabs. Because just say what it is. Your big problem, this guy, Representative Street's big problem, and here it is right here. It's this.
2: Communities of color bear the disproportionate burden of these traffic stops. Do you know why? Why? There's a bunch of factors that
0: go in on this one. I'll let him finish and I'll tell you why. Um, And
2: this raises the chances that we are involved in tragic escalations of force. There's no way for us to educate ourselves, present ourselves, or employ ourselves out of this danger.
0: Mm, Okay. So, disproportionate. So, there could be two things going on. One, you have to look at police go to where crime occurs. So they drive around in high crime areas. High crime areas, unfortunately, are happening, is he says, quote unquote, in communities of color. Right? So you have more police driving around in communities of color, and you have more drivers that are of color. So, more cops in those communities, more likely they're going to stop. Two, two, You might have more black drivers driving a longer distance. Therefore, they're on the road more than a white driver or an Asian driver or any other color of any other human being that's somehow significant to some people. So you could have three factors. One, more cops driving in a neighborhood where more people are of color. Two, you have more people of color driving longer distances, thus having greater uh, chance of running into a police officer. Or three, how old are the drivers? Do they tend to be younger and male? As uh, national insurance uh, charts will show you, they tend to violate, violate the law more often. They speed, they're more, recul- more reckless, and that's why their insurance is higher. So you have the data behind it. It's not Representative Street. It's not that the cops are driving around looking to get black drivers because they're all a bunch of racists. It's all of those other factors going to it. And the last study that I saw, last time anybody had the courage to do a study list, it was in uh, North Carolina and in Florida. And they found that in most cases, black drivers were driving at least 10 to 15 miles an hour faster than white drivers. So you could have people driving faster than other people, depending on the color of the skin of the individual. You know, most of the cases, Asians tend to drive slower than whites, Whites tend to drive a little slower than blacks. If the cops are out there to pull people over based upon whether or not they're breaking the law, the color of the skin is not relevant. But you see, when you believe like this guy does and others, especially in Seattle City Council, that these cops are just naturally sort of dialed in to be racist, then you're trying to fix a problem that is not really the problem. But he believes, you know, he's going to stop. Oh, he talks about it here. He had an interaction with yes. the police officer. When I was a student in Brown,
2: me and my best friend were walking down the street. This thing is 1980s, I think. And police pulled up and asked us for our ID. We hadn't done anything wrong, so I kept on walking. My friend stopped, showed the police his ID, and told the police who I was. That didn't stop them from calling out for backup. When the police caught up with me, they beat me so badly that they had to take me to the hospital before they took me to jail. They beat me so badly that a woman who was watching part of the incident said that she was traumatized from it. And this is all from an unnecessary enforced interaction with the police. I really encourage each of you to watch the murder of Tyree. Like this gruesome video hits home in a different way for each person. For me, it reminds me of the helplessness of not being able to protect yourself when you don't know where the next blow is gonna come from. It reminds me of like the desperation of trying to find something to scream out so that you humanize yourself so that you stop the next strike and they stop hitting you. I'm lucky to be here, Tyree is not. We have an opportunity to improve safety for our communities and make sure that this doesn't how happen to anyone else in our state. Take this opportunity.
1: He's making a direct correlation between yeah, yeah. Uh, between everyone that's getting stopped has the potential to be beaten by the police. And, I, yes, I suppose that is true. There is that possibility. But I would say that's not necessarily an accurate assessment of what the police are really trying to do. Mm-hmm. Part of this bill, by the way, it's HB 1513, would also provide grants to help low-income people fix their cars. Oh. Well, do I get that too? No. If I need new tires? No. Okay.
0: We don't know what happened to him. We don't know what your interaction with the police. And whenever anybody starts to try to create laws based upon people's personal stories, Uh, antidotes of their stories in their life and bringing up that, uh, Tyree, uh, story, um, you're, you're really in a lot of trouble. The police, assuming that you have to, you have one of two things either the cops, all of them are racist, or some drivers break the law more often than other drivers. That's all. That's what it gets down to. And if you really want to look at the numbers, if you're a white driver, you're more likely to be killed by a police officer than a black driver. And people, oh, that's not true. 2.5. 2.5% more likely if you're a black driver. What they're looking at is they have the wrong metric. The metric they have in place is total population. It's not the total population. You're dealing with only the population of people that are involved in crime. So then you say, like, for instance, New York City, 24 percent of the population is black in New York City, but they account for more than 80 percent of the homicides. And in most cases, it's one black person killing another black person in most cases. So you have it's not the population number that he's using. I'm sure he would use if we had him on the air saying, oh, you had two point five percent more likely to be killed by a police officer, black than white. It's not. Because you take a smaller percentage of people that are white that are involved in crime as an overall population, they're more likely to be killed than a black uh, driver. But that doesn't matter because those numbers that distort those facts distort the narrative, which is more important than actually writing a law to keep everybody safe, regardless of color. But they don't want to do that because in this case, you just take these examples, whether it's George Floyd or a Tyree, or somebody else, and then you extrapolate it all out and f- try to fix the problem that is not the problem. But this thing will pass. I think it's going to pass. Don't you? Is it? What's the latest on it? It's probably going to get through. That's because uh, <clears throat> people feel good about it. Yeah, the idea that, oh, the taxpayers are going to pay for your broken taillight. Well, why just stop there? Why not fix the muffler? Why not fix the transmission? Why not change the oil?
1: Sure, why not give him a car? <laughs> Here's a car, everybody. Can't afford the one you have to get fixed up, so here, take a car.
0: It's wild. By the way, Virginia has the exact same law they passed it prior to Washington and the police there in Virginia, and I think the last thing I'd seen that the uh, the elected officials in Virginia are trying to fix it now because they said, oh, we got some problems, and they even have, when they originally wrote it up, they said, "Oh, no! You can't pull anybody when you both headlights are out. That 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 can't be a reason to stop somebody." And they're like, "Oh, come on, come on! If you're trying to stop the interaction between police and drivers, is that what they're trying to do? Stop the interaction between, between police and drivers? Is that is that ultimately what you're trying to do?"
1: I think in I think to give the benefit of the doubt here, they are trying to prioritize. What is most effective in terms of, of policing, given what they have to uh, they have to work with now, and they do cite many studies that suggest that these these low level traffic stops don't do anything to fight crime they okay. simply are enforcement of the other uh, uh, you know, of the infractions and yes you're right they do occasionally find other things or a uh, warrants out for somebody's arrest or something like that, but they're saying in the overwhelming majority of these things they're kind of not a waste of time, but a waste of resources.
0: Okay, so there was a total amount of stops. This was in 3.4 million stops in 19, 2019 in California. All of these stops occurred after midnight. And of the stops, when they stopped, uh, 400 and uh, said 904 stops, and they found uh, guns in 557 of the stops, a small percentage, but still, they were stopping people for broken taillights. Look, it's the chance that people, the cops, have an opportunity to have contact with somebody who's driving a car. That's all. But this thing will get
1: passed.
0: You know, I, um, I sent a lot of text messages and emails and well, even text messages to Jacob and Sherry. I, and... Just, I guess I should probably put a smiley emoji or a whoop side face weirdo emoji or something next to one of them, because this was just a joke, it was a joke to Sherry and to Jacob, how to change your personality. I kept wanting Just it was a joke, it wasn't like, hey, let's do it as a story, and then Jacob's like, uh, we have to get to that story, about I said, ah, it's about, it was a joke, I didn't, I don't want Sherry to change her personality, but well, here we are. You... <laughs> And, Sherry, you can back me up on this, right? He sent this type of story more than once. It felt like you were being insistent That's what makes it even funnier. Okay, (laughs) good. Sherry, I hope you didn't change your personality because of me.
1: I didn't change my personality.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we know. That personality is about 50-50. Innate, right? And then some of it is from life experiences. And how you describe personality, it has these five characteristics. Openness, conscientiousness. Uh, extraversion, extraversion, like mm-hmm. version olive oil, uh, agreeableness version, and neurotic. Version,
1: not version, version, like a version of it.
0: Your dog agrees. Yes. Uh, agreeableness <laughs> and neuroticism are all the characteristics of your personality. And there's new science because you used to think that it was sort of locked in, couldn't think about it, but you can actually change your personality. You can adjust it and make yourself a more agreeable or more. Open more. All the characteristics I just barely was able to pronounce.
1: Yes, all everybody has all five of those characteristics. It's just different degrees of them. So you might be more open. I might be more extroverted. I mean, everybody has a little bit of that in them. So let's say you wanted to decide. Okay, I feel like I'm a little too shy, uh-huh. and I'm I'm a little too um, unwilling to to share. You know, something about myself. Well, what won't change is if you were shy as a kid, let's say you were the really shy kid in mm-hmm. the classroom, you may be able to overcome some of that, but you're still going to be quiet at parties. Some things are just not going to be that you 're not going to be able to change that that much of it, yes, uh, without going through some huge overhaul, but they uh, overhaul, but they did uh, eighteen hundred um or eighteen thousand Americans they followed them for fifty years, ages sixteen to sixty six and they said that basically your personality changes quite a few times over your lifetime, but some of those basic qualities remain intact, like being shy you know and, and not being able to necessarily be the life of the party mm-hmm. uh, but they give you and it's a list so I don't know if you want to do it mm. what you need to do
0: uh, let me ask you this before you do that are you happy with who you are or would you like to change parts of it of those five characteristics that we mentioned
1: yes there are things I would like to change
0: okay go ahead
1: <laughs> well that would be the neuroticism so I tend to be neurotic hot take
0: from Sherry <laughs> Go ahead, neurotic Sherry. Okay. You're on line five. Go. So
1: I do, I do get, I get a little neurotic about the dogs. I get a little neurotic about, um, s- I'm a little neurotic about cleanliness. Hot take,
0: Sherry's <laughs> so, crazy about cleanliness. So
1: I don't know if these are necessarily parts of my personality. Like I don't talk about it that much, but uh, yeah, I, I'd like to not be uptight about certain things. How about you? Back to you. <laughs> no, there's nothing you change about yourself. Nothing. <laughs> Would you like some help with that? <laughs> let me
0: take them. Let me look at Let me look at them again to see what they are. Uh, openness. I'm pretty good about that. Conscientious. Yeah, okay. Agreeable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am I pronouncing that right? Is
1: it Agreeableness. Extraversion. You're very extroverted. You know, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd like them. to be
0: more agreeable and okay. not be so fast of yeah, okay, well. Back okay. to you. How about this weird thing you have about cleanliness,
1: huh? Hot take from Sherry. <laughs> so, no. what you do to yeah. get your agreeableness? Oh, quotient good. up, Oh, here we go. You, you got to be honest about your weakness. So, I'm honest. Yes, I can be really neurotic about certain things, and I I don't like that about myself. You would like to be more agreeable yeah, to, to, to certain do? things. Yeah. Okay. Start small and be specific. So I could say, let's start small. Okay. So the if the um, Trevor takes the dogs to the park. I don't need to call him every 20 minutes Oof. to make sure everybody's okay. Is everybody okay? I don't need to do that. I so think, that would I think Trevor
0: would like to do more than change personality, maybe change...
1: <laughs> Wives? Yes. Well, that goes with being a husband, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't that universal most of the time? Okay. So, Well, that's you
0: changing that. How do I become more agreeable, does it say?
1: Yeah, so you would be more. No, this is, these are the steps you take. So you start small and be specific. So what is a situation where you weren't terribly agreeable and you kind of think about it and you go, yeah, I could have been a little more flexible on that. What, what do you, can you think of anything?
0: Like a recent interaction where I wasn't agreeable?
1: Any interaction, any time. It doesn't have to be recently.
0: Um, I, I, I'm aware of the fact that I still, I told a story the other day. on the, to some people, and I could tell, of the five that were there, three weren't really rolling with me, <laughs> and there was some be, serious judging going on. And my friend specific. Tom heard me, uh huh, and I realized that so much of this is goes back to when you're a kid. So I really got, you know, pretty bullied because my my poor reading and my bad, just hard being a terrible student and stuff. And there's a lot of mocking and teasing, right? So that's so then I like here it is real quick. I'm on a boat in the Grenada Islands. I told this story to Tom and his his family. So I'm on the boat and we have to, every day we have to take a test at eleven o'clock in order to get this license to bear boat to be able to sail a forty-two foot sailboat. So I was doing well, was passing all the tests, and then the last one was this big math one. And it was like you have a 100 gallons of fuel, but you're blowing it at seven miles an hour knots, and you need to go 400 miles in the sail, and the, and it's a math thing. It's basically a math thing. I'm on there with these three other guys. They're all these tech engineer guys. I don't know any of them. They don't know each other. So I fill the first two in, and I leave the last eight blank. I hand it to the instructor, and he goes, you've left eight of them blank. And I said, yeah, I know. I'm not good with math. And the one guy goes, it's not that hard. So you So... Fuel represents R, so, or F. F is F, is F, I on this F, boat?
1: It sounds like I'm on this
0: boat. F to the second, who's <laughs> your brother? F to the second power, and then multiply that by A, A squared. And I go, I, uh, excuse me, excuse me, you know what? I, I don't need to know this. Oh, Well, you do need to know, it because, like, if you're going to sail, you probably would need, if you're going to pass it. So then the three of them, plus the instructor, is just, like, working on me. Right, working on me. Well, you're really going to need to learn this. It's important to learn this. I mean, you to learn this. And all of a sudden, sure, I was... I was jettisoned back to when I was in the second grade or whatever. And the smart kids are making fun of me. And you know what I said? What'd you say? I leaned forward, and this is a total D-bag move. I said, I don't have to know this. All right? I don't. Well, you really do. You're going to have to. So it's A over the square. I said, "Ah, ah, ah." I don't. And here's why. I am so rich. I have so much money. I'll hire you or you or you to do the math for me. And then after I'm finished with the math, I'll drop you off somewhere. But I don't need to know it because I'm rich. Rich. <laughs>
1: okay. That was a little. That's a bit much. I don't think that goes into agreeableness, though. <laughs> it's a little a different category for that kind of behavior. It's no, not I agreeableness. It. I know it
0: sounds bad. Yeah. Well, you got two traffic. Okay, but I'll tell you on the backside why why that happened.
1: Okay, this is part of the process. You have to be honest. Start small. Be specific. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. I admit it. It was bad.
0: Shush, Nate. Stop judging me in there. Sherry's personality, because apparently some new research out there says that it is possible to change your personality. It's not set in place. It's innate. And then part of it is by environment. And then it's about a 50-50 split. And there's the five characteristics of your personality. And little by little, you make little steps in order to improve your personality. And just Sherry's got problems with cleanliness in her dogs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you asked me which one I wanted to work on openness or, or agreeableness was the one. So then I, right. I with the little amount of time that I had, I launched into the story of the time I was learning how to sail I was in the Grenade Islands and paid all this money to see if I wanted to buy a sailboat. Would I like sailing? I spent a ton of money to realize I don't really like sailing that much. But while on the boat, I was taking a test. We Everybody had to take a test. through these four really smart guys. They didn't know one another. They were all engineers. So they were really, really good at math. And they are just blowing through this test. And they've just finished it like five seconds and, or 15 seconds or something. And I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, Oh, you've got eight gallons of gas and you have a four knot wind and you have to travel 150 miles. And what do you, you know, percentages and this? Oh, I was just, I, and I'm drawing pictures of little boats and gas tanks and trying to figure it out. I've got a little drawing going on. I can't figure it out. So I, when they one guy started to kind of make fun of me for not knowing how to do, it's very simple math. All you simply have to do is just put R over four and multiply that by A squared. And then we'll give you, I'm like, Ga-ga-ga-ga-ga. I think I made that noise. I filled out the first <laughs> two. I left the other eight blank. And when they're like, you left them blank. And I said, yeah, because I don't know it. Okay. Well, how do you not know it? I mean, didn't you take algebra? The one guy was saying, I've changed the voice. It didn't sound so much like you, Jacob. <laughs> and that's when i it it took me back i had like a ptsd experience where all of a sudden i was back in second grade where the smart kids are laughing at me because it was so bad in school and i could i mean i was i felt i was having like this experience where i was a a little kid again where people the smart kids are making fun but all of a sudden i realized i'm not a little kid anymore and i've got something that these other people don't have and i'm no longer you know the 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 one the the one that didn't have anything, didn't have the math questions, didn't have the answers, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So that's when I unloaded on these four guys and said, you know what, I don't need to know the math. I'm like, well you really do. If you want to be able to get across the ocean, you eight miles an hour, that's eight over four. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't need to, because I'm so rich. I'm rich, you see? I'm rich and I just hire people like you when you I don't need you. I mean I'm like a monster I turned into. <laughs>
1: Well, you were triggered by those past experiences. And And you know,
0: yes, Sherry, exactly. And you know who was no help? Nick, sitting right next to me, did nothing to support me.
1: Well, I find that hard to believe because she is very supportive of you. And I'm sure she didn't know what to say. She saw you explode. What do you want her to do? Get in the middle of it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
3: Oh, boy. Am I on the air right now?
0: Unfortunately, yes. Yes.
3: Oh gosh, Sherry! Hi, Nick. How are you? (laughs) I just got to say, I was not supportive whatsoever. What was your version of this?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) A few
3: times.
1: That is the. That's what happened.
3: Turned turned and walked away in disgust, and curled up in fetal position in our berth with the door closed. So embarrassed because.
0: Hey, 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 Nick.
3: So you that like to say like that word. Oh, I I was oh I wasn't aware that was on the naughty word list. I'm so- just, I apologize for that. Yeah. Anyway, it was mortifying and I understand why he said that, but I'm having PTSD right now because what made it worse is that then there was still one more week of the trip. <laughs> oh no. We were sequestered. On a twenty foot boat in the middle of the ocean, 40 staring feet. at these poor <laughs> people oh. for the rest of the trip, and oh. they hated us.
0: They hated. Well, yeah, they hated me, and then they had enough hate left over for you.
1: Well,
3: ah, <laughs> uh, it was awful.
1: Uh, did anybody did anybody say, hey, you guys, we all got to be in this little space no. together. Let's clear the air here. No. I know you got you know upset about that. We didn't mean it. And then you'd say or did, or did you think or did you encourage him to call to go up and say, look, you guys, I, I kind of stepped over a line here. I, you know, I just I just don't like math. I don't want to do it. So that's why I overreacted. Did you do that?
3: I did not. He no. did not. We did <laughs> okay. not do anything. I just okay. felt like if we had acknowledged that he was that big of a jerk, it just would have made it even worse. So.
0: I, I, I will say this. It, this is what's made me. That experience has made me far more empathetic to people that have experienced stuff happen to them when they're a little kid. You still carry it with you, right?
1: But that's everybody. I everybody know everybody has something.
0: Right. I didn't realize I was ca- I was carrying around all this emotional baggage. They only limited you to one bag, but I apparently had another bag of emotional baggage <laughs> yeah. that I had stored under the berth. Yeah.
3: Well, don't you remember? You had two bags because they lost my luggage on the airplane, and I was sharing your clothing, so right. we were both we were both using those two very large bags.
0: Nick Nick bought a bikini. And combed her hair with a fork for two weeks, and then wore my shorts. And they put us in this berth where, for some reason, I don't know why, but the bilge was uh, had all the all the poopy water under our bed <laughs> for two weeks.
3: Oh, oh, I wonder why a week into it, our berth smelled like sewage. And they said that they were having a, quote, technical problem with the plumbing on the boat, Yeah, which I highly doubt. I think that was your
1: payback for
3: being such a jerk.
1: <laughs> Did anybody suggest with all your money that you, that you could use your credit card or something with all that? Because you're so Rich, so rich that you could have solved the problem with just a phone call or a credit card or something uh, anybody mentioned that right. since you brought it up
3: uh, i i may have jumped overboard uh, at that
0: moment it was awful
3: i've been in the middle of the ocean just to get away
1: from him i was so embarrassed
0: uh, yeah see the answer to the question you had Sherry, didn't she support me the answer was no
1: no, well, I you did didn't support her by by acting out like that. Then she had to deal with it. The I have the emotional fallout. damage. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Go.
3: Thank you, Nicole. Sherry, lovely hearing your voice. Lovely. Lovely hearing, you. hearing right. yours. Thanks
0: Nicole. for cursing Always. on the air.
3: Love, love. Bye,
0: Nick. Love, love. Love, love. Ring, ring, ring. Love, love. Ring.